everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Skinny with Mike and Adam. I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And today, we're going to talk about the latest skincare trends and products. That's right. Taking care of our skin is so important, especially as we get older. Absolutely. And it's not just about vanity anymore. Skincare is also about health. That's right. And the latest trend we're seeing in skincare is the use of facial oils. That's interesting. I've always been a little hesitant to use oils on my skin, thinking it would just make me look greasy. I can understand that, but the key is to find the right oil for your skin type. For example, people with oily skin should use lightweight oils like rosehip oil, while people with dry skin can use heavier oils like avocado oil. That makes sense. What about the benefits of using facial oils? Well, oils are great because they help lock in moisture and add a glowy, dewy look to your skin. And what, and what are some other skincare trends you're seeing? One other trend is the use of probiotics in skincare. Probiotics are beneficial bacteria that can help improve the health of our skin. That's interesting. I've heard of taking to probiotics internally, but I have no idea, but I had no idea they could be used so topically. Yes. There are now skincare products that contain probiotics to help balance the bacterial flora on our skin. That's definitely something I'll be looking into. Thanks for sharing all these skincare trends with us, Adam. No problem, Mike. It's always great to keep up with the latest trends in skincare. Very good. That was uh, <laughs> that was ChatGPT presents an episode of the Skinny with Mike and Adam. <laughs> All how how many minutes was that? Like what? Two and a half minutes? We are in, we are officially one minute fifty eight seconds into the show right now. Wow. Uh, Adam had the genius idea last week when we were hanging out to be like, "Hey, what would happen if we were to allow ChatGPT to create an episode of the Skinny with Mike and Adam or do one of our reviews for us?" And and I was like, and and then I went into this big rant, big frightening <laughs> rant about how AI is going to unethically take over our lives and stuff like that you know so you know normal stuff that i think about right you know i was like because it it hasn't it hasn't yet (laughs) and i so i i took them on that offer and i i I typed in as a prompt on chat gpt what let me get exactly what i was what i said here uh transcribe transcribe an episode (laughs) segment of the podcast the skinny with mike and adam and chat gpt thought that the skin knee knee with Mike and Adam <laughs> meant that all we do is talk about skincare products. So I, know. I think we have nothing to worry about. Well, that was the problem. You put just segment. So they were like, well, here's here's a two-minute segment yeah. of skincare that well, I did talk about often. That's something I forgot to tell you when we hung out yesterday. I was like, I did try to say transcribe an entire episode of The Skinny with Mike mm. and Adam, and it and it errored out. It said like, oh, I cannot create opinions or something does like that. not compute you <laughs> cannot have kill get, chat gbt <laughs> can, cannot get past this capture <laughs> i am a robot oh well <laughs> yeah so i asked it for a segment and that's what it gave us uh, i did ask Jeez. it for to review an album for us as well um but maybe we'll share that a little bit later <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good as the original album review from 10 years ago that you yeah. and i did yeah so yeah. you know i agree and again it's two minutes long it's like what, what what's the purpose of yeah. this for for podcasting uses there's no purpose we might as well just crash the whole thing now yeah it's the most milk toast fucking review of any album <laughs> like you literally put any 
album inside that review as you could and like the review would read the same it's so stupid Mm -hmm. it's like reading rolling stone Mm -hmm. or alternative press or any of those yes sir they did so much that they didn't do on their last album didn't they mike (laughs) they sure (laughs) did adam (laughs) (laughs) wow adam thank you for sharing those trends (laughs) whatever dude so again yeah I think our jobs are are uh, safe. Are safe for now. <laughs> for now, for now. But we'll wait and see. I mean, if if the AI takes over our entire podcast and does it for us, I mean, I'll still listen, but I can't promise I'll enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've got AI <laughs> artists creeping out of nowhere in South Korea, and you know, Man, there are. I just re I just rewatched that again this morning. Frightening. It's dude. fun. It's fun. <laughs> I loved it. You know, you can have it. They. Have, now you, they they have a page with their each individual profile for each girl. Sure. One of them is from from America, which is uh-huh. weird. One's is from weird. Indonesia, one's from France, and one's from Korea. Oh, so, Glo- um, global, complete global saturation. Exactly, and they're they're twenty to twenty one years old. <laughs> and, I, they I always, if, and they will always and they always they're be. gonna look yeah. great. Yeah, when they're like seventy five, they'll be like, I still look great. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I'm waiting then, for like like more appearances because I know Mike th- Mike's thing about it needing to be extremely popular. Now, mm-hmm. granted, it does have 21 million views, but that doesn't. I can't promise that that means it's popular. Right. It has. They have a fair amount of like subscribers and Spotify listeners. I mean, 88,000 Spotify listeners doesn't sound like that much. Brian Fallon has much more than that. I know. And he's and not extremely popular. And so does the skinny with Mike and Adam, am I right? <laughs> with all of our skincare trends that we're set that we're selling. <laughs> so I I if I see them performing live shows, if I see them on on American Idol, if I see them make an, make more than one song, then I could I, I would hesitate to to not say that they're not popular. <laughs> well, the year is young still. I know we're like a quarter right. through the year now, but like, you know, Give it some time. <laughs> They've only gone up 3 million views in the last month. Mm-hmm. So I think I might be right. Again, complete global saturation. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Folks, you know, not only is AI coming to take all of our jobs, but so is nothing nowhere. I don't know where I'm I going think so. with that. But, uh, <laughs> I think so. He needs one of more our, jobs. <laughs> yeah. One of our favorite artists, uh, one of our favorite current artists has released a brand new album a couple of weeks ago called Void Eternal. And uh, that's what we're going to be tackling uh, on this week's episode. We were going to do this last week, but, uh, you know, uh, stuff Easter. got underway. Easter. Easter. And your daughter had a birthday. That's right. Freaking Jesus was... had to, like, come out <laughs> come out from the dead and shit. And it's like, hey, celebrate me, you fucks. And I'm like, all right. Well, I guess no void eternal for us. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but yeah, Daniel, you know, get and, and... out of our channel. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no. Our friend no, Daniel has joined the chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. It's about time we got him on this show. <laughs> anyway. You've been holding him back long enough. He only wants to talk about music. Don't you That's, know that, Mike? I know. This is this is him like trying to force his way from our podcast into this podcast. Daniel, get right. out of our chat! <laughs> he, if only he knew. Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, get in, do, you, do you have anything else to share before we get into our track-by-track track review? Man, do we want to like review some other albums before we get into this? Or do we want to save all of that lump of stuff? For the end, 
it depends on uh, how much of the algorithm you want to you want to pump. Do you want to destroy? Just, do you, you want to just like get all the nothing nowhere fans and get them in all the way, or do you want to keep them waiting? As far as I know, he has zero fans. Ah, that's <laughs> so sad to say that. Don't say things like I that, know. Adam. I'm sure he has millions of listeners, but you know, remember, according to other others in the emo rap scene, um, yeah, nobody knows nowhere, who this guy is. Yeah, they're like, we, we've never heard of this this new buck, <laughs> <laughs> even though he's been around since the early days of 2016. Since I mean, like he, emo he, rap wasn't even a thing. Yeah, he but invented tell, the game. We got to tell our story again, don't you think? Yeah, our nothing nowhere story, especially for the new listeners out there who might have like started checking right. out our it's show. Triumph triumph and tragedy all yeah. rolled into one absolutely so so adam how did we first come to know uh a young joseph mulheim mulheron joseph mulheron um so he was opening for thrice mm-hmm. oddly enough he was the opening act for thrice's reunion tour mm-hmm. in 2016 um they were also touring I, on uh to be everywhere is to be nowhere i believe is as well right Yes, their their reunion album from taking yeah. their eight months off. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at the time, he only had two EPs and a, one full length. So he had the Bummer EP, which is just awful. He had the Nothing Nowhere <laughs> LP, which is just awful. It's not great, right? <laughs> and then you had the Who Are You EP, which was okay. I remember thinking like, well, the, this is progress. There yeah. was a few tracks on there that are that were pretty good. And then he had like a ton and a half of other little singles mm-hmm. everywhere else that I never listened to. Um, so I just like assumed a, because this was a dying genre that I didn't think had any. any Emo rap, of, you mean? Yeah. I was like, what, why are we doing this? Like, this is not a thing. Yeah. So obviously this guy is going to be not around for very long. And really um, like we, saw, we, we only really listened to him because he was opening for a band that we were going to go see one of our favorite bands. Right. And, like we just wanted to be familiar with his music before we saw him live. And can you and, describe that live show, Adam? Um, low energy, very. Like I, I remember listening to him and thinking, like this would be somebody who'd be interesting to see live. Yeah. And then, because just you know the emo guitar mixed with the hip hop lyrics, and I was like, okay, well I don't really care for these songs, but this might be something fun that that would be a good stage production. But holy moly, was there nothing going on in that stage production? Like yeah, he no. would, he was just there. He had his guitar and he was in front of his microphone. Well, and a projection screen behind him too that was just showing like because if you look, if home, you look at like video the, footage, yeah, if you look at like the album art of like a lot of his, especially the albums of the past, it's just kind of like low-fi, like you know, home video footage. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's like stock footage he found. I don't know what it is. It was just stuff that he filmed of his, of his him and his friends skateboarding in Vermont. Yeah. And remember at like that, that time we, he, there was nothing available about him. So right. it was just like, where's this dude from? And and his bio would just say North America. <laughs> <laughs> from the small country no... <laughs> of North America. <laughs> and there was no pictures of him. <clears throat> like I found one article buried somewhere. Some It wasn't even like a very well-known publication that was like, oh, his name is Joseph Mulhern. Yeah. And there was no, it, no pictures of him. You know, and yeah. then he would always cover his yeah. face. And that was back when he was like even not revealing who he was too. He was like right. this mysterious young lad and like he so still kind of does that like face covering thing every now and then today, but like right. yeah, he's he's a public figure these days. And he wasn't 
Like, so you had like a, an image of what this guy was. I just assume like a 16 year old kid was just like, man, mom doesn't like me and I don't like my English class and I'm going to kill myself now. Like that was pretty much what those, those first recordings are. Like I forgot to do my homework. <laughs> um, so I was hoping the stage production would be better. And he just stood in front of that microphone. Ding, 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 ding. And I remember your impression of his bass player was always my favorite. Yeah. There was like moments the, where like the, maybe there was a guitar solo or the music was slowing down. And like literally the bass player would just stop playing, <laughs> cross his arms and just stand there. Waiting right. for his cue to start playing. And there was like a right. whole song where he was just standing there doing nothing. And I was just so amused by that. Because <laughs> remember, we went from this performance of, of literal nothing yeah. into Law Disputes performance, which right. was like, whoa, that was fucking amazing. Into no, Thrice's performance, like the biggest, which was... Yeah, we're not the biggest fan of like Law Dispute, but like they tore the house down when they... like So like right. that juxtaposition between those two acts, right? <laughs> It was bizarre. So like, I was just like, I'm done with, with this nothing nowhere artist. Like this, mm -hmm. this guy, we're never going to hear from him again. There's no point to even ever paying attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and that was it. Like, and, and somewhere in that mix, Mike gets an email and go yeah. ahead and tell that story. In 2017, <laughs> uh, we get an email from the management team of one, nothing nowhere. And they're like, Hey, uh, you know, we, he's going to be having DCD2. a new album. two. Yeah, DCD two records. It was specifically his management team. I don't know if it was. I don't, can't remember if it was the the record Pete company Wentz himself. Pete Wentz himself <laughs> Pete reached Wentz to you. Asked the skinny with Mike and Adam. Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, yeah the management team of Nothing Nowhere. They were I guess they were looking for outlets to you know help promote the upcoming album called Reaper. And uh, you know I asked Adam, <laughs> Adam, I got this email. I know we saw him live. Is this something you're interested in? And you're like. It was either you or me were like, I have zero interest in talking to nothing nowhere, <laughs> right? So, and you, so I, to be fair, yeah. you and I were both in agreement. We were like, yeah, we, we're not a fan of his music. I don't know what to ask him, right? So, mm -hmm. so I politely declined the email. We don't know. We don't know what emo <laughs> rap is. We've never heard of this genre Correct. in 2017 at all. <laughs> I, I've listened to the music. I've seen him live, and I was just, I just <laughs> came back confused. So I, <laughs> sorry, sorry, but no thanks. So. October 2017 comes along. This new album, Reaper. I don't know what it was, but it was like, you know what? I, it, Let's just listen to yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't listening to it. You listened to it on a whim. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then the rest is history. Correct. <laughs> and it became one of my favorite albums of that year. Mm -hmm. And I think you also told me that like you were coming back from the zoo one day and you were listening to it and you were like, why do I like this? <laughs> right. No, I was driving back from San Diego, but it was like a work thing. So I was by yeah. myself and I was sitting in like epic long traffic lines. Gotcha. And I just remember like listening to him like, this is fucking good. Like it, yeah. it, it was like first or second listen. Um, and it just, again, it kept on growing and growing and it, it wasn't nearly as long as his first LP yeah, which seemed to be like an hour. Yeah. It's of... like a nice breezy, like 35 minutes, you know, and like the, mm -hmm. each, like for me, at least each song I think is like a banger and has a, has a great hook. I know like some of the songs didn't sit or didn't hit as hard for you as it did for me, but like it was one it's of my favorite albums. out of nine. It's an oh, eight yeah. out of nine for me. So it's, it's an still amazing like, album. 
yeah, Reaper is great. And I was just like, oh, this is what everybody's talking about, this emo rap thing. Yeah. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. This is like this is like the 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 base model of what every other emo rapper is gonna like do and sound like. And, yeah. and try to emulate and for Turns the most I was part way, way off on that yeah and for the most <laughs> part like yeah that'd be nothing nowhere still kind of in, in his own little niche even for this album we're going to talk about today with void eternal but like that was the start at least of like our introduction into this genre and all the different variations of what emo rap could be and then just a short little turnaround like in april of the very next year ruiner comes out you know and right. it feels like at least and he's besides, on fueled by fueled by ramen yeah. for this one yeah which is weird because aren't like decadence records is a patrick stump pete wentz label isn't fueled yeah. by ramen it's it's a it's a subset of fueled by ramen and okay. fueled by ramen is okay. owned by warner brothers okay that's so what I, I, I remember so we had that it, we had that um uh question like a, a few weeks ago and i went to look into it and it, yeah you're right decadence is owned by pete wentz and fueled by ramen is owned right. by and he warner was, brothers and he was on that one for reaper and then he's on fueled by ramen for the rest of them so like mm-hmm. it 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 seemed to make sense. We were so excited six months later to be getting new nothing nowhere. And yeah, you know, Ruiner is not as good. Yeah. There are <laughs> some great still... songs on Ruiner, but like, I, I yes. do feel like these were like the leftover uh, B sides maybe of Reaper. Um, but yeah. yeah, but it's still like, he's still on our red- radar. Trauma factory comes out like a, you know, a few years later, 2021, um, man, almost three yeah. years. Like, but, like like the, a, uh, the EP was somewhere in there. Bloodlust EP in 2019, 2019. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So that was a and nice that, little buffer in there. Kind of an introduction to like him doing throwback screamo music and, you know, Travis right. Barker, that was in the midst of like a Travis Barker, like being on everything and like kind of propping <laughs> up like these, yeah. And like kind of propping up these like lesser known indie artists as well. Um, yeah. And the trauma factory, one of our favorite albums of 2021 and this, and here we are now like uh, 2023 void eternal, the long awaited, uh, you know, follow up to trauma factory still following along with that kind of MySpace emo screamo uh, kind of, dipping into metalcore with this album now right i was not expecting it to be this heavy um because again i went back and listened to trauma factory before this one came out and i was like okay this is what's going to sound like it's got that just that vibe but mm-hmm. no he uh he teamed up with some 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 rockers yeah to make this one some uh pretty I forgot who it was pretty big up-and-coming names but uh yeah i mean we got the list in front of us so uh how about we start getting into the album right now adam when we yes please get on this train do you hear oh, that man not the train again <laughs> again uh. oh no it's a track by track <laughs> breakdown no! <laughs> all right so here we are the uh again long weird history for us and uh this artist but uh you know it, eventually it came down to this where he's now like one of our favorite artists or favorite current current recording artists so uh high what was your anticipation level going into void eternal very high very high um just wanting it wanting this guy to be known at this point because i still feel like he's not very well known by the emo rap scene yeah um all the people that I've talked to that listen to emo rap, I've always asked them if they've heard of this guy. And they're just like, oh, who? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like n- nothing. So maybe he's more of an East Coaster. Uh, and maybe he's bigger on the East Coast. That Vermont but, um, vibe. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Do Do you think Selling like syrup? Anybody that you ask who's familiar with the music, do they like other people in the emo rap genre, like Youngblood or something like that? I think so. It's been yeah. a while since I've had a lot of those discussions. Okay. Um, but yeah, more Again. more the MGK before he oh, got right. bigger, kind of crowd. Yeah. So um, he's he's more just like rap though. Uh, you know, save for his last two albums, but that's like more. Yeah, I guess that's debatable. But anyway, here, nothing nowhere. Super excited for this one. Let's go ahead and jump right in. I'm sure most people listening to this episode have heard it already. But if you haven't, hey, listen along with us and you can check it out uh, yourself. This is op- this is the opening track. Uh, you know, I was going to do this thing where I was going to say it phonetically. <laughs> way, way too hard. So I'm just going to say anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, uh, the poor grammar is... It's fine. You know, that's fine. It's just how every 15-year-old is spelling things these days. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. But uh, yeah, man, like already this is kind of hitting that uh, that uh, the bloodlust vibe. Uh, Do you do you like him staying in this kind of realm of uh, rap meets rock? Or would you like him to kind of go back to like the, the Reaper days? No, this is this is totally fine. This is this whole album is like the Lincoln Park album I always wanted. Oh, you know? <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> yes, yeah, this is maybe 20 years too late, but uh, this mm-hmm. probably would have fit right in to where like, you know, uh, Hybrid Theory and Bediora sat. Right. And, and and you can tell that's exactly what he was going for. Like, I want to do my version of that. And in my opinion, I think it was done better than the original, mm. but that's just me. Yeah, it's it definitely has a different type of energy and a different type of i'll say it's swag that the that the early lincoln park albums didn't really have maybe it you know, it's hard to relive my memories of how i felt about lincoln park's music back you know 20 years ago but mm-hmm. uh, this has a certain type of flow that i don't think like you know mike shinoda's raps have mm-hmm I mean, there's like, there's also like an overarching like theme to all of Nothing Nowhere's music. At this point, though, dude, are you, are are you still, do you still think like these same kind of tired? No, I'm not gonna say tired. These continuing themes of like anxiety and like depression, do they still work for you? For me, they do. He figures out a new, interesting way to, to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's like. Yeah, cool. At least he's not like just the slow, sad guitar. This While the bassist patiently waits. <laughs> like he figured out a new, interesting way to, to, to make us listen to it. Yeah. I don't think he can ever distance himself from that. Puppies and kittens are great. Yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my one worry every time a nothing, a new Nothing Nowhere project comes out. It's just like, you know, am I gonna still feel the same way about the lyrical themes? Because we've technically heard this before you know i'm not i don't want to say it's kind of rote but it is well tread ground at this point so that's my only real constructive criticism about it like i would like him to sing about more other things i mean he's not singing about suicide as much right now it's just like living living with all of the bad feelings and that's true i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna be alive so Here's my angry song about that. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. But, uh, you know, he is moving on a little bit. Like, I don't believe I've heard anything about his basement. Uh, That's true. uh, So things like that, right? That that was one thing that, like, (laughs) 
for like three albums we heard him talk about his basement like let's, <laughs> let's go outside touch grass a little bit you know he's moved out and every <laughs> clip i see of his live show now looks a lot more exciting than it did oh, yeah. in 2016. <laughs> he looks like nowadays like he's just he's just tearing the house down which is exactly awesome. so good on you absolutely what's this, track two this is anxiety is a really good song <laughs> it is yeah tragedy uh featuring will ramos of um uh what's that band lorna shore oh okay i had to look up who that was <clears throat> yeah i had to keep on checking all of the uh special guests do, 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 do. but yes who plays guitar and drums i know daniel yes informed us of that our friend daniel informed us of that and let me go look up what he said because he, he's here right now <laughs> daniel has <laughs> left the stream <laughs> <laughs> okay If, uh, what's his name? If Nothing Nowhere completely left the, uh, the hip-hop realm and just started making, like, MySpace-type emo screaming music, is that something mm -hmm. that you would prefer him to do? Or do you enjoy that, like... Man, I, I... I feel he can do it well on both ends. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't mind either way. Because this is definitely much more of a... I don't know. It feels more pop punk than emo screamo, but yeah, I guess that's a good point. But it is pretty heavy nonetheless, so that's okay. That was my also like other <clears throat> worry about this one is that like you know we're here in track two and like I have yet to hear like a hip hop flavor, and that's kind of what I think mm. he does really well is that blending of genres. I was a little worried this is going to be more. Um, what's that one band with the from first to last guys? If I die first. If I die first. I was gonna think. I was thinking it was a little. If I die first, but you know, there's like no hip hop stuff in there. Uh, so here we go. This is courtesy of our friend Daniel, a man who likes to crash our uh, podcast streams. <laughs> uh, fun fact: Nothing Nowhere actually worked with the guitarist from the band Currents, who is his uh, live yes. guitarist, uh, to write the music on Void Eternal. He also has the drummer from the band Chamber as his live drummer as well. Yeah, one of the mm. things we talked about on our last episode was that, like, it, on our first impression, I kind of felt like maybe the guitar work and the drumming was a little digitized. Maybe it is, like, for the studio recordings. I don't know. But, like, yeah, uh, at least Daniel confirmed with us. He is working with uh, uh, live full acts, band. a full band. Yeah. And that's what took this album up a whole other, to a whole other level that Trauma Factory was not at. Yeah, that, that was fine. That was what I was ready to hear at this point. And Trauma Factory was a nice little, like, shorter, like, uh, experience as well. Like, you get exactly what you need from that album. Uh, and this is a little bit more, those ideas expanded out a little bit. And, you know, kind of bringing in some heavy, heat, heavy hitters to come and, like, you know, amplify the sound a little bit. I, you know, I'm not a, I don't think I've ever heard, like, Lorna Shore's music in any real capacity, but, like, the guy coming in and like growling here, dude, fuck, it hits hard. It's good. Yeah, hitting that it's range good. that like nothing nowhere can't hit himself. Great song. And now, Daniel popped in just to hear the next song, I think. <laughs> Psycho, <laughs> Psycho Psychiatry featuring uh, three seconds of Connie Scarbosa from CU Space Cowboy. <laughs> 
That's interesting that they put the whole band was featured on this album. I'm yeah. sure it was just it was not the whole band. It makes like sense a, for another credit down further down the way because like you know multiple members come in there. But yeah, I wonder how much of the band CU Space Cowboy is featured in here. I guess we'll never know. But this all just sounds like Linkin Park stuff. Yeah, you're you know? absolutely it's, it's, right. It's very early 2000s new metal sound. So, but yeah. this is a song that I don't like, though. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm very out on this song, but that's just me. That's just me. There's a few for tracks me, that I'm, I'm, I'm not. For me, on. the pacing is like great because, like, you know, after my worry that, oh, this is going to be a full-on like rock or heavy metal album, and then boom right here like we got some hip-hop dude it, the, the flavors so i feel more refreshed a little bit what is it about the I mean, song that uh is, is a miss for you i think it's just the lyrics hmm. but i think that anxiety had like a rap verse <laughs> hmm, it does some feel flavor. kind of like a a lazy lincoln park chorus <laughs> this does sound like something chester would sing right i mean chester was cool and all but it took him a while to learn how to write a good chorus. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. You know, I wasn't thinking of Linkin Park at all these last like uh, couple weeks listening to this. That was like, really wow. Yeah, when you said that, it all like made perfect sense. Like, oh my god, this is 2003 new metal like to a T. Right. <laughs> so it's like he made his. You know, with Bloodlust, that was his ode to the Travis Barker years. And yeah. This is totally the other way around. So that's cool. Yeah, if it was ever possible, it's not possible these days, but like, if Linkin Park would it cover this song with Chester and Mike doing their like own respective parts, oh right. my god, I wonder what that would sound like, bro. I mean, and this would have been like a really good Linkin Park song, perhaps. Hey, there but, she is. Yeah, you know, that's all right. Let's count the seconds. Oh. Okay, it's been six seconds. <laughs> that was it? Well, she sing she's still singing, but it's like two words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was 12 seconds. <laughs> okay, so she's still singing, but it's like copy and paste, head, head. Head. All right, I'm gonna say she was in this song for 12 seconds, too. <laughs> That's right. Again, Connie charges by the word. Don't hire Connie to feature in your song. She's gonna come in and like give you give you 12 seconds and like eight words, and that's it. That's it. Sorry, save it for your real band. Save it for your real band. <laughs> that next album better be good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on, yeah, let's so go the, ahead this is a little on. bit of a, of a thumbs down for me, but okay. that's okay. Not a problem. Moving on to track four, Chroma Killer. Chroma Killer. Again, the spelling. Chroma Green. Killer. I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice little fake out. I love that. <laughs> Building up to a nice big bombastic Classic. verse, but like, oh no, we're slowing it down. The bassist has stopped playing and is crossing his arms right, right now. <laughs> this is classic NN right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this song's a little boring, though. A little bit. Really? It doesn't hit you with the chorus? 
No. Oh. It's got the, 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 the drawn out, like, I'm only saying three words over mm. a long period of thing. Yeah, but, this does seem like it would fit better on, like, Ruiner. Yeah. It's with less uh, distortion. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know, but there's man. There's a lot of like, cool stuff to, in, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in it, which doesn't make it a bad song. I know. I mean, like lyrically, this song feels like okay. We've this is well tread ground at this point, and it this would have if, if you rewrite the musicianship on this song, it could have fit in a past Nothing Nowhere album for sure. Right. But I don't know. This is like for me, it's like it it hits all the notes that I expect from Nothing Nowhere without feeling like it's boring. I don't know, but I I understand where you're coming from. This is probably one of the lesser interesting songs on this album. Oh, and I think it's because like tracks one and two, those those choruses are so strong. Mike is flowing right now. Yeah, but, dude. But those are some strong choruses in the opening tracks, and then three and four feel like lazier choruses, so it throws it off. And then we're gonna get into better choruses from here. Mike is rocking out and he knows the words, but I don't, so I'm making them up. Uh. Mm. Dude, that fucking hip hop flow, dude. I know that. I think that part saved the song to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's if, cool. if, if it was back to like that first chorus where he's just saying one word at a time, yeah, this would have been like a like this is like a throwaway track. But I think that one part like really elevated it. Because you remember uh, that once there's that one song on Ruiner where it's just like it's a track word, listing <laughs> word word it's like hated faded yeah love it shaped it almost <laughs> felt like song. it was reading the track listing that's what it was <laughs> so like I remember disliking that in 2018 mm. So anything that reminds me of that <laughs> nowadays, I'm like, I got you. Though. A little, I got you. I, I got, I got my filter up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, you know, this is, you know, he's just gonna do the chorus again here. So you want to move on to the next track? Moving on, moving on. Here we go. Track five, Suicide Pact. Suicide Pact. Like yeah, this is not Dude, what I was is expecting. Meteora but... as fuck. <laughs> Come on, Lincoln Park, you can do this. You can make it work, baby. Just just push yourselves and you're going to be this good someday. I know it's... <laughs> That's not very nice, Adam. It's a good guitar riff, though. It is. If it's I really heard good. Lincoln Park say this, I'd be right there with you. But that's okay. But yes, do you think I do in like, like this song. Do you think in like five years, we can listen to this album and like still like it as much as we do? Or do you think this is just Five like years. flash in the pan, kind of like, oh, this is just what's popular now? No, you... I, I would still like this album in five years, I think. There's Especially something... this, this song. Yeah, there's something kind of timeless about this. Like, everything just fits really well, you know? Right. It doesn't seem like well, it's a it's a gimmick, right? It's a, it's a gimmick right. just for 2023. And for us, like, we've been listening to them for long enough now. Like if we had said that in 2017 with Reaper, mm -hmm. would we still like that album in five years? That would be a much more open-ended question. Yeah, but and I did re-listen to the Reaper this past week, and I 
Like there's there's some stuff that I don't think aged as well, but yeah. I still think it's a very interesting and uh, and 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 easily listenable album, and right. a great introduction to Nothing Nowhere's music. Definitely, yes. Been a while for me, but yeah. <laughs> like I feel like I've heard this riff before, but like I'm at this point now in the album, I don't give a fuck. I don't mind. This right. the shit fucking like- rules, dude. It's like a capsize riff or something. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, so, I just I, I think it's all there. Yeah, song structure wise, you know, it's, it's your pretty like all these songs. I think like kind of follow a very similar song structure and like you know, so it, it's not like that super interesting, at least. But like everything else around that, like some of its parts, like really really fit together. The hip hop elements know exactly when to come in and not overstay its welcome and even the rock elements like they don't over they're not overbearing to the hip-hop elements at all they don't drown it out there's this perfect marriage and i think lincoln park did a really good job with that like i'm a hybrid theory and and meteora fan adam definitely not isn't but uh (laughs) like I, i i think everything that they did 20 years ago like is still true for this album and I don't know. There's just a certain magic that I I, I have trouble verbalizing. It's it's just one of those things that you know when you listen to it. Exactly. So I think this will still stand up when I'm in my later 40s. So uh, my soon to be 40s. Right. I think he's 30 now, isn't he? Uh, I believe (laughs) so. Let me check what his age. He is 30 years old. He will be 31 in June. So seven years ago when we saw him opening for Thrice, he was yeah. 23. 23-year-old man. <laughs> and that's what a 23-year-old looks like on stage. Most yeah. Usually when they're when they're not already well-known, haven't yeah. been in the scene for four years already. And it's one of those things like, you know, he was just kind of getting his, his sea legs wet and, you know, trying to – he's trying to build his persona as, as he's, you know – as as it as it goes, this is Thirst for Violence featuring Freddie Dread and Silverstein. I know this is like the best Shane told I've heard since 2017, <laughs> and I think that's just him, right? Like he's just doing the screaming. Yeah, part. he sounds really good in this track, and I wish Silverstein would make more songs like this. Yeah, but and like he, okay. it's, it's he sounds young and excited and right, like, right. You know, and we can say that for sure for uh, you know one of the songs later down the way. I mean, this is just like rap and rock coming together the way it always was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It took tw- it took twenty three years to finally get it right, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Anthrax. Wait. Oh man. Was it Anthrax and who was that other? And, run, and, and Public run Enemy. Oh, was it Public Enemy? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Aerosmith they couldn't and do Run it. DMC. Uh, Aerosmith and Run DMC. I mean, they, they came close. They couldn't do it. <laughs> they literally tore the barrier <laughs> between <laughs> rap and rock down. Right. But this, this is good. <laughs> you know, I'm reading the lyrics to this song and stuff, and I'm like, I have no idea what this song is about, but like, I love it. I just want to kill them all. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who Freddie Dread is, but I like I like this flow. Yeah. Something about fucking your daughter too, which is like, hey man. 
You should get consent. <laughs> he doesn't need it, Mike. He's that great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Uh. Like, I feel like we've heard rap and this heavy guitar well before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, but Anthrax this... and Run DMs or Anthrax and Public <laughs> Enemy. They did no, that. that was one song, <laughs> <laughs> and it was not good. <laughs> I forget how short this song is too. It's like a quick little like two nineteen, dude. Wow, this is a cyanide, cyanide. featuring Pete Peter Wentz? one Peter Wentz. Peter just... Wenzel. Peter Wenzel's pretzels. He was just in the studio one day, being like, "Hey man, how you doing?" Like, "Oh, dude." come feature in my song because he just shows up at the at the end of the bridge just be like hey read this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know where he is he can't be uh, screaming no in he's in song. the he's in the bridge later like there's like a spoken word part that's pete wentz oh okay this song is so good dude oh my god dude mm. 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 this is like an album that makes me feel like i'm not getting old right yeah dude yeah. i think that's a great <laughs> way to put it <laughs> when you're an old man you shouldn't be enjoying this kind of stuff yeah so it's, it's definitely like, one I'm that you keep in your <laughs> it's it, that you keep on your yeah in your earbuds or your headphones and just like mm -hmm. everyone assumes that you're listening to like gaslight anthem or bruce springsteen or some shit and <laughs> right. it, it, nobody knows that you're listening to cyanide by fucking nothing nowhere right. the 15 year olds on the street are just like that guy might be cool <laughs> he's listening to the hips to the hip hops, the hippities, <laughs> hippie hoppies. He's listening to hip hop by a thirty-year-old man, so therefore, he's cool to me, fourteen-year-old boy. <laughs> Maybe that's why Nothing Nowhere is not as popular because he's of the older uh, that variety of the emo raps. I know. Maybe he's just. How many face tattoos just... does Mulhine have? I don't think he has any. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's his why problem. he's not. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's not popular. He's not hooked on Xanax. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then dead by 24. Get off Xanax, little Zon. <laughs> I can't. It's in my name. <laughs> would we would we be out of place if we were to see him live these days? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's all young bucks in their 20s. Yep. Hmm. That was what I feared. <laughs> and then what we'd ask them, like, what'd you think of Hybrid Theory? Did you think this album sounded like, what's a Hybrid Theory? Like, mm -hmm. they'd have no and idea. They'd be like, I was born in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> My dad likes Linkin Park. Ew, that old man music? My dad has that on cassette tape. <laughs> I like listening to music about suicide, not actually <laughs> listening to artists who committed suicide. <laughs> oh, oh! I mean, that's that's this what this generation's about. They Every episode, he has to bring it up just to hurt my feelings. Hey, Chris Cornell suffered a similar fate. That's true. Lest we forget, Chester Bennington just wanted Cornell's to join fault. his friend. I know. A mere so, four months later. Here's your boy, oh, Pete Wentz. Hi, Pete. Hi, beloved. Slow killer years. Goodbye. Oh, mm, feels that. good, dude. Take that, Ashley Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they have a good relationship, Pete Wentz and Ashley Simpson Wentz? I don't know. Mm. I'd like to believe. Do they have kids together? 
They do. Know. They have a child together. Oh no. Zaya. No, who's this screaming is, here? That's what it I sounds know. like it's two people. It might be both mm. of them. I know maybe. Pete Wentz does screaming. Like he used to be in a hardcore band. So maybe he was doing that. I don't know. Oh, like 10 years ago? When he, oh, Bef- I mean, well, before years, Fall I mean, Out like Boy. 20, 25 years ago? 20 Man. years ago. <laughs> He's screaming for the first time in 25 years. <laughs> this is the song Eraser. I barely know her. <laughs> Damn it. There's a four in this song title. Yeah, I, 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 the grammar is just killing me, dude. <laughs> Erforcer. I mean, I, I keep on thinking it's like Enforcer. That... <laughs> But no, it's Eraser. <laughs> okay, so this one I'm starting to feel is like a little like... Okay, this is a little samey at this point. A little samey, yeah. yeah. This isn't one of my favorites. This is another thumbs down track for yeah, me. Yeah, it, it is a little um, filler, I suppose. Like maybe this maybe this album could have done without this, tra- this track. But I think this chorus is good enough. It's a decent chorus. It's just again, it's two two words. So it, well, we got like a hip hop part, like uh, ac- ac- accenting it right here, race, right here. Uh... Oh yeah, that's right. That is good. That is yeah, a good chorus. It's a good chorus. I think it's a good chorus. It's not like the best song on this album, but like I think it's. I, right. I don't think it gets a full thumbs down though. I think like the chorus is good, but the rest of the song is like a middling, I guess. It's no cyanide. It's no, no cyanide. venom. It's no venom. Venom's so, on its way. Because of my new job here. So right there with the Carhartt khakis, I have to give this song a thumb down. Uh, that it, Carhartt <laughs> is like our direct competitor with my new job. So uh, nothing nowhere. Please oh. reach out to me personally. I can get you a. I'll see what I can do about the, about sponsoring you with some with some better quality clothing. If you want some we'll better quality, that. go ahead. Make up for that lack of interview from yeah. six years ago. Reach out to us, please. Again, Oops. we didn't I mean, know. Use- we didn't know, Joe. We can't use your company's name. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't rap well. Like that's a that's just a what word you that you can't throw in rap well. Of course, I'm, it, I'm just, it, it, the, the company name ends in AT. There's so many words you can rap, you can rhyme with the, an AT. Cat, that, fat, shat, frat. Point, give, point. I mean, exactly. he's used all those words so much in his raps. <laughs> <laughs> Whack. <laughs> yeah, I think we could probably move on from here because like the rest of the the rest of it is an extended outro over here. So let's move on now. This is Fortune Teller by uh, with also Static Dress. Static Dress, the whole band. Wow, the entire band. This is a band that Adam loves. Uh, Adam loves everything that Static Dress has put out so far. And every day when we're not recording, like he's constantly texting our friend Dave and like talking about how much he loves Static Dress. I wish I did. I wish I did. But I, 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 I mean, I hate that since I don't care for CU Space Cowboy and I don't care for Static Dress, and these ended up being the two songs that I did not care for on this mm. album. <laughs> Besides the closer, um, it, it, I don't know what that means about those bands. Mm. But 
It's almost like they bring good things down from the inside. <laughs> no, sorry, no, 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 that can't be it. <laughs> I really like this song. Oh. This song has like all the same things from the previous song that I really like. Just I think elevated though, like that that really good like chorus. But I think the verses are very are, are very well done too, even though they're a little bit slower. Um, but yeah, the formula is here, and the formula is just working really well, and I'm, I'm just loving it. It seems like kind of a normal song to me. Yeah, because there it doesn't stand out the way that a lot of other tracks here do. But that's okay. I do think though, and I haven't been able to confirm this myself because um, I haven't listened to re-listened to the Nothing Nowhere's most recent discography. But I feel like a lot of these lyrics were recycled from previous Nothing Nowhere tracks. Did you feel that at all? Especially like the first like four lines. I could have sworn he started a song before like, so you wanted a change. Like I've heard that before. I don't know if it's Nothing Nowhere though. I know. It could have been Gaslight Anthem for all we know. Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> Brian Fallon, give us a call. <laughs> we'll hook you up. I mean, by your, f what, fourth album? Is that where we're at now? This, this is album number five. Five, yeah. I mean, you're in a genre like this, you're probably not going to have an ability to just recreate new lyrics all the time. You Even got, if like, it I'm is. I'm sad all the time. Girl, I, I, why do you hate me? Girl, I hate you. Mm -hmm. Girl, why'd you leave me? I'm Deal with blow that. My brains out, blow, blow my brains out next to my, my, my college diploma. I mean, like... You got those five themes right there. And then you just repeat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if this was recycled lyrics from like an older, like Nothing Nowhere song, which I feel like it is. Like, I think it's on Ruiner or something. I have to re-listen to it. Like it would have it would have been cool to hear it like in this new light with this new like blended genre that he's doing. But true, I don't know. It's true. just that those first few lines really reminded me of like an older uh, NN song. So this song's kind of like a, a, a mid mid song for you, a mid song, mm -hmm. more more on the lower to lower uh, mid. So. Yeah, not my favorite on this album, but I think it does a really. I think it does a good job of keeping pace with the rest of the album. So you know, speaking of uh, pointless, pointless uh, features, uh -oh. <laughs> we got uh, Buddy Nielsen here on the song "Misery Misery Syndrome," and "Senses Fail." Well. Maybe not them. <laughs> According to Google, Census Fail is also featured on this oh, album. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> I like this song, though. I think it's a good song, but, like, the the parts where Buddy Nielsen is just, like, screaming very faintly in the background, I don't know if it's a production thing or it, it meant it's meant to just be, like, super low volume. It seems like there's no reason for Buddy Nielsen to be on this song. Probably not. Much like most of things that he's on these days. Ouch. But Ouch, I burn. Burn. What Man. did what did Buddy Nielsen ever do to you? It's me that he is spurned. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very adjacent to you. Remember that. That's true. That's true. Thank you for last, thank you for having my back, Adam. The last three albums. Hmm. <laughs> but we've already been there. We've already done. But yeah, I can dig this song. I yeah. can dig him in the background there, even though he's just kind of harmonizing. Yeah, I mean, you recognize the Buddy Nielsen scream from miles away. Right, right. 
But it seems like he's just, again, just like Connie, he's just in and out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I, those so are my- have to be there. Yeah, it's like, those are my least favorite features because I feel like, what's the point? Right, well, you weren't you saying that Nothing Nowhere was on, wasn't he on the last Census Fail album? That's a the last Census Fail abortion. <laughs> Let me look it up because I've heard that album like five times Not and I much. never listened to it ever again. <laughs> I thought that he was on that train wreck of an album. I couldn't even remember year. the name of it. It's called Hell Is in Your Head, and Connie no, is in that. I guess he that. wasn't. Yeah, yeah Connie was in churns. it. That's, that's where we were like saying like, oh, again, Connie is in and out for like six seconds and charging by the word (laughs) great song i guess they haven't they haven't worked together but that's that's okay that's okay and i love this dope ass part right here and this is great too because like you know we for, for the entire album so far we've just been you know doing that same verse chorus verse chorus structure and now we just have a dope ass little extended outro here for no reason and it mm-hmm. fucks. I love it. And the way it just fucks. continues to slow and slow its pace. Oh, so good. And very faintly in the background, you can hear like a little like digitized hip hop beat. Oh, right. It's all so fucking good. Oh, I love that. So I'll take it or leave it with the Buddy Nielsen feature, but like, eh. So I think this is one of my favorite songs of the year. This is probably the best song on the album it sure is dude this is a song venom venom and thank you spencer and the rest of under oath for for making this good but <laughs> apparently <laughs> spencer and under oath are there yeah so but this this is the perfect blending of everything that's great about him you know, oh there's yeah. always going to be a song like this somewhere it's just so like, good Fuck. yeah perfect blending of like that guitar complementing the hip-hop beat in the background with that kind of like hip-hop style drumming in the back i don't know if aaron is the one doing that um but uh Hmm. it it, it fucking it's so good like this whole whole song from start to finish is just hits everything that i love i had a really hard time uh the first week of listening to this like trying to figure out who is joe and who is aaron because they have such very similar vocal styles if you watch the music video which i found out like a few days ago there's a music video Mm. for the song then you can differentiate because you'll see them singing it right i didn't even think about that i didn't even think about aaron being part of this at all (laughs) (laughs) because like you i was like it does you can you can hear spencer chamberlain's parts very clearly right it's of like, course, of course. But then I was wondering, like, why does it say Under Oath and not just Spencer Chamberlain? So then mm-hmm. I was started to hear a little bit closer. I'm like, oh, that's Aaron. That's Aaron singing. <laughs> See, there he is. And they're right. harmonizing. Oh, yeah, that does sound slightly different, doesn't it? Yeah. Aaron's got like a slightly mm. like lower register than Joe does. Now, if Under Oath had made this song, we'd be like fucking sellout bitches, <laughs> motherfucker. Featuring Nothing Nowhere? <laughs> right, right. So it works this way a lot. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that. I don't think that like, at all. If this was on, fuck. What was that album that they did? Was that last year or this year? What was oh, Underworld's last album? Was that last year? Yeah, Voyeurist. 
Oh my god. Yeah, so if this was on Voyeurs, I would have been like, hey, welcome to one of the best songs of the year, this song. Right. That's true. There was a, a few good songs on there. Yeah. Dun, dun. But yeah, the, the, this this is perfect. Right here at second to last track, right? Yeah. Track. This 11? is track eleven. Yeah. And that's what you need. You need your your home run song at track eleven. I've just decided that from now on. Oh, mm. Mike singing. Mike singing. Mm. I'm so used to hearing Spencer as a featured artist now. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, there he is again. <laughs> again, just like you know, a Buddy Nielsen scream, you can you can hear a Spencer Chamberlain scream from a mile away. Exactly. Like to this day, like he's one of the best screamers. Still. Still not, good not, stuff. Yeah, maybe not one of the best songwriters, but like, nah. so good. <laughs> mm, so good, dude. And doesn't even like sound like an under oath song either, which is great. Like, because it should have been. It should have sounded like an under oath song. Yeah. With the two of them, but I guess when you take them out of their lackluster music these days they can they can help make something great yeah that's good absolutely yeah fantastic track dude and you know what this song i think is almost as good for me i i think you might have showed your hand already said you didn't really like this song i know this is memory for me really yeah this one's kind of tough for me it's it's just especially coming after a big giant song Mm. it's a it's like it needed a, a a little bit more i don't know just a, a more something a little bit more unique or, I guess so I think this I think this song sums up the album very well mm. maybe Venom could this have been is... a really strong closer but I think this is a good song I think it is a I, I think there is a bit of finality to it it is like one of the longest songs on the album too um, but there's like this really cool part, like right, like right in the, like the, um, the the pre-chorus, where like that digitized voice comes in for a little bit and like sets up the chorus. This is memory fracture, right? Man, Mike knows all the words. <laughs> He's reading them, I'm sure. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to memorize it like the last two weeks. <laughs> what do you think of that little like uh, Siri coming in and like setting up the pre-chorus? I mean, it's cool. I just I'm not a big fan of the chorus. Oh, it's just okay. one of those little like long, drawn-out kind of ones that don't hit me so well. <clears throat> I know we got but, like you that, know, you know, that big lyrically. You know, you've got that big new metal overture right here with like that classic one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, like, uh, you know, guitar chord picking. And I think it just fits really well. It's, it, this is like nothing nowhere to a T. And it might it might seem rote, but I think it's it's well written, though. It's it's well written and it's catchy and it's and like that funk, that funky little Siri right there. Just <laughs> yeah, it's cool. All right, man. So, you know, as we're finishing up this song here, you know, both of us going in very excited. You know, one of the 
you know, we, we, we've had some pretty strong weeks in the last couple of weeks of, of music releases, too. Uh, I think it's no secret that, like, this is, you know, a strong album for the both of us. But uh, where does this album yes. fall for you, Adam? Nine out of 12. Great score. The first. Score. I don't know. I, I can't say it's, like, a home run, but damn, is it close. Mm. You know, at least, at least the good songs were that good they stand out compared. really well right yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah. me this is like album of the year so far um and i wonder how much this is gonna you know uh sit at this for the you know for the rest of the 2023 um you know it, it yeah even though like i i think i'm i'm stronger on this album than adam is and uh maybe i forgive some of the songs where i think you feel like they're a little bit you know well-tread ground and you know, like we've heard it before. Um, I, I, I still think the overall the, the, the album is just well-written and catchy and everything that I expected. In some ways, it exceeded my expectations. And um, in, a, in a busy, busy week that was, uh, you know, the, the weekend of March 31st, I think this one really hit it out of the park and the way that, like, I feel like a couple of the other albums maybe met my expectations or maybe kind of fell back below slightly but uh so far i i I think this is my album of the year uh it is definitely for me it's like like top two of my 17 albums so far (laughs) yeah you know we've heard a good chunk of albums so far but uh yeah i'm glad i'm always worried going into a nothing nowhere album and i think rightfully so because i think at some point we're gonna feel like okay well We've heard this before, right? And it's going to right, be boring, right? And you know, you don't want to say stuff like that, but you know, no. But it'll be interesting to see <clears throat> what he does next. Now that he's kind of done an all rap album, now he's done an all rock album, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done kind of an in between thing, so it's like, okay, cool. Now we'd like to see what you do next. And it's going to be like two or three years at least before we hear anything new yeah. from him. Maybe another fine. EP in between, but like, what, what, what do you mm-hmm. think, what, what, what would you expect to see um, going forward? Do you want Man. to like touch upon more hip hop stuff? Do you think he should continue on this, this trend or maybe a completely different genre yeah. altogether? Man, it's hard to tell. It really is. Cause, cause he can do it well on both sides. So it's like, why not just keep on blending the two? Um, yeah. I think like the next one would probably be a little bit more hip hoppy, mm-hmm. more like his older stuff mixed in with like some heavier stuff like this album is. Yeah. Um, but that, that'll probably be the biggest change. Yeah. I this, probably, this is probably his creative peak. I, I would imagine at this yeah, point. I can probably see him doing like ebb and flows. Like you said, like, a, you know, maybe a couple for a couple of years, like he'll, he'll do like <clears throat> screamo metalcore stuff and then he'll go do some hip hop stuff. And then, you know, yeah, maybe got, maybe that back and forth that, to keep it fresh. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's something that you worry about with uh, artists that right. you really well, like, and even like he'll he he's done both done his songs in both styles. Yeah, here and there, <laughs> like here's a death metal version of this song, and here's the emo rap version of this exactly. Song. Yeah, so so what, like, it, you have the Void Eternal sessions where he does like <laughs> the, the lo-fi hip hop versions of all these songs. Right, right. <laughs> so I mean, that's who he is. I don't think it's going to stray too far from that, but that's okay as long yeah. as the the hooks the hooks stay good. We'll be in All good right. place. So yeah, fantastic album. Uh, you know, met and exceeded our expectations for the most part. So you know, we'll, we'll talk about that more at the end of the year when we talk about our favorite albums of the year. I'm sure. Uh, but you know, we were talking off air a couple weeks ago, and uh, you had told me you shared your hand a little bit. That's not 
uh, that Void Eternal, even though we were planning to do a track by track, was not your favorite album of the week of March 31st. <laughs> well, I, who would have thought at this point of the year that like the heaviest metalcore album that we're going to probably listen to this year would, would be like slotted at my number one album of the year so far. Wow, there it is, but, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about some but, more albums that we've been listening to the last couple of weeks because it's been a it's, it's been quite a few. Uh, some stuff from that we that was recommended from like a few weeks ago and even last year, and then of course all of the albums from March thirty first and beyond. But uh, yeah, let, let's start right there with seventh the seventh sun by Barry Tomorrow, dude. Barry Tomorrow. I mean, there's there's not too much more to say. They got new clean vocalist. Mm-hmm. at this point and this album just kind of picks up everything that they do right um i say it's got a little bit more melodic stuff than the previous albums do but man like you can just put it on and for 42 minutes you're not going to you're not going to be very bored uh, anywhere in there it, it seems breezes like. right by too it is a very <laughs> quick and easy 42 minutes uh yeah uh what's, what's his name clean vocalist tom Pen- prendergast is the new um yes vocalist for this band um but yes yeah this is my introduction to barry tomorrow you know you did a deep dive into their discography not too long ago uh, so yeah. what an amazing first impression this album like i think it's an album that you could just jump right into and if you haven't heard their previous uh five no it's like six this is their seventh album yeah right? th- this is their seventh so. yeah I've, but, uh, i never listened to their first one but i imagine it's it's all right it's mm-hmm. just not on amazon so i didn't want to go digging for it oh but, is it uh, yeah start with union thing? yeah because it was the they were on artery at that time and uh, artery and them didn't get along and so artery doesn't put out that album for some reason um but the Union of Crowns from 2012 is like a very good introduction to them. Nice. Um, so, but yeah, at this point, it's like everything is just kind of there, and like the the hard part is being like this song is is a standout, and this song is another standout, and this part is so cool because it's it's just kind of it just flows so yeah. well. Yeah, I can't. I can never like like judge these al- metalcore albums that are good. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't know why I like it. I just do. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where it's hard to, you know, it, it's, you, you compare it directly to like nothing nowhere uh, with the void eternal. And it's like, Oh, this song is great because I know this chorus and I can sing the chorus mm-hmm. along for an album like the seventh sun, even though it's, it, it's enjoyable when you're listening to it. It's not, it's not an album that like you can, listen to i guess a lot right it's or not listen to it's not it's not something that like you can sing along to i guess is what i'm trying to say right yeah right but like you just you get into that flow of how he does his vocals or you know they do their vocals mixed in with the crunchy guitar the guitar riffs are hooky as well they they sure are oh my god (laughs) yeah and you just you just have a good time and all of a sudden you're listening to the the carcass king and you're just like man this album's good (laughs) oh so good dude yeah i mean again it's hard for us to review an album like this because you know i was listening for like a week and a half for the most part and just it's it's super enjoyable but if you ask me to like sing a chorus in here i'm like uh uh-huh. screams <laughs> right but, but the, 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 then when you put it on you can sing along with it pretty oh, well yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it just has to become a part of you mm-hmm. it's just one of those kind of albums looks like you got really good reviews too which yeah is, glowing reviews which is yeah that's amazing for well this day yeah. and age yeah which which is you know we're, we're definitely on there too so i for sure this is going to be 
a top 10 album of the year like if if, if this is if this isn't then the rest of the year is just full of bangers and just got pushed out but uh right yeah welcome to the top 10 it's always albums fun of the year, dude when we when we re-listen to our albums in in november and december and we go back to the march albums we're like oh yeah that band did release an album in march didn't they yep <laughs> so, and then i'll go back and listen to that episode and we're just like blah, 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 blah. like oh yeah that album's great but or that album sucked but um yeah it's amazing how how buried this part of the year gets mm-hmm. <laughs> closer Absolutely. to december <laughs> I, I see myself re-listening to this throughout the year though like i'm, I'm definitely just going to put this on just like if i'm if i'm at the gym or if i'm going on an mm-hmm. afternoon walk or something uh yeah this is just so listenable and just easy to put on and just forget about the world <laughs> i love it there you go Perfect. that being said <laughs> because this past week was a little um you know slower on the music release date uh music release calendar i listened to their 2020 album cannibal oh cannibal yes i heard some you know definitely remember some glowing things about that album i think that album is very good but i think that was daniel's favorite i think right i think i like the seventh son more i think there's something about the seventh son that just is an easier listen i guess Mm. That's this one probably true. This one kind of falls a little bit into the tropiness of metalcore, even though it's really good. I think the songs are again well written. The guitars, the, the guitars and the drums are all performing at their peak without being too show offy. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's something about the Seventh Son, and I, I and again I can't really put it to words. It's just an easier listen and um, just a little bit more enjoyable to put on. Okay. So yes, if you go further back, I would say the earlier stuff is a little bit more experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess some could say more dense because <laughs> it's, it's longer and a little bit more, I guess, intricate Yeah. Um, when you go back to Union of Crowns. But it, it's all still good. I mean, Cannibal for me is now my number 11 album of 2020. Hell I gave yeah, it a dude. nine out of 11. So yeah, like this, this band is really, really fun to listen to yeah it's bizarre how how it, it came around yeah now so, that this band is like I, two for two for me like i think i i think i'd say for me to like just start at union for crowns and work my, work my way up from there i think so i think you will not be disappointed if very you do cool that. um cool moving on let's move on now let's continue on with some more march 31st albums uh we've got uh, another highly anticipated release we got the an album that we've all been begging you to not listen to because you have to spare our friends feelings, but you did I, end up listening to it. That's boy yes. Genius's highly anticipated new, re- new album of the record boy genius. And so, yeah. And I got to say, I enjoyed this <gasps> album mostly. Wow. Mostly, mostly I enjoyed it. I can't say it's like a top 10, but it could be like top 20. But Probably. Adam, this has a lot of stuff that you have historically not loved sad girls and a sad guitar but this is better than some things we've heard in recent memory sure i still can't tell the difference between lucy and phoebe like when i when i hear the (laughs) yeah lucy's the only vocalist that i don't recognize so i imagine i assume it's her for me it's for me it's julian and phoebe that like i have trouble differentiating between okay yeah so I, i i can't always tell and I, I mean, you can look up who wrote which song um, to to figure it out, but it still just doesn't doesn't work for me on that level. But I mean, it wasn't 
super duper slow. There was definitely slow moments, mm-hmm. which were like the downsides of it. Um, I was but, a little worried when you put on that first track, that kind of acapella, like almost church choir, like first track. I, I where thought I was that like, was great. I thought it was, was great too. But I, when I heard that and I was like, and I found out that you were going to listen to it against our wishes, <laughs> you were like, oh no, he's going to hate all of this. <laughs> I love listening to their harmonies. Okay. I, you can't go wrong if, if they're singing the same thing at the same time, even if it's only for a minute and 20 seconds on a yeah. song that didn't need to be on this album anyway. <laughs> it was like, I still like that song. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Th- this does, unfortunately for me, kind of fall into, like some of the songs on here, like kind of fall into the the lyrical stuff of sad girl emo emo albums that i've listened to in the past where it's just kind of it feels like it's just recollecting stuff that happened last week and this isn't really for the audience it's just did you sing this as a reminder to yourself of of, a sad thing that happened to you when your girlfriend told you that your music was mellow and did that make you sad i don't i can't tell when i run out of trash tv i'll walk to karaoke and sing the song you wrote about me and hope nobody knows that I know the words. <laughs> okay, that song I wasn't a big fan of, but still, eight of these 12 tracks I was like, I was cool with. And That's I think a... Julian Baker's songs on this album were were much better than, than her last album from a couple of years ago. That is a surprisingly high score coming from you. So, wow, I'm, I'm actually... I'm actually really shocked that you like this as much as you did. And this was even after taking a week off from the album and going back to it. Nice, I was man. just like, wow, eight, eight of these songs are all right. Like the, the tail end of it I, wasn't wasn't my favorite, but I enjoyed the beginning of it. Yeah, I like the song Satanist. I think that's a that's a that's a standout track. That's like a track nine of twelve. I I, I don't remember that. Song, okay, but. Maybe re-listen could, to it and check it out. I know I liked I liked Anti Curse track eleven. That's, That's a, a great Julian track. Song. Yeah, yeah, and twenty dollars. That was a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's much more of a Simon and Garfunkel vibe than a Crosby, Stills and Nash mm-hmm. vibe. You know, like Crosby, Stills and Nash would like like they they were rocking. They were yeah. singing fast songs and in in, in four part harmonies or three part harmonies. This is all just slow. Uh, yeah three-part harmony stuff <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad though that the album at least was enjoy is as enjoyable as i hoped it would be like for me because i'm also not like a super fan of like this type of indie rock it didn't blow my mind it didn't blow me out of the water uh but uh i i do think most of the songs here are, are pretty enjoyable and i think if you're not familiar with any of these artists i think you can just jump right in and then just mm-hmm. enjoy it for what it is uh, but yeah, I, I think for the most part, the record by Boy Genius is a successful release. So made made a couple of weeks ago, like very strong for us. That was all right. Cool. And then Dead Lakes. Dead Lakes. You want to talk about a, Dead Lakes? Yeah, a recommendation from uh, from one of our friends over on Discord. Uh, this is the album Daydreamer. Don't know anything about this band. Uh, they were just uh, they were just recommended, and they were just like, "Hey, this, these guys are good." And uh, by gum, These guys are goodish. Yeah, by gum, this is all this right. Daydreamer is pretty good. I, I liked it too. It just, it's just another album that helped make the, the the week feel like a like a strong week of releases. It was difficult to listen to this and Nothing Nowhere at the same time because remember he's got a very Nothing Nowhere vibe. Yeah, going. very similar voice, uh, like very similar type of you know R and B flavor. I would say within in his vocals. 
Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So if you, and I, it, I enjoyed the first half of it better than the second half, but I still think I gave it like an eight out of 12 as well. For me, the album just kind of blended together. There wasn't like a super standout moment or a super standout track. Uh, so, so to speak, but you know, I, I'd say this is a nice little middle of the road album for me. I'd, uh, if this ends up in the top 20, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I would be slightly disappointed because this is an album I've heard before. Uh, and I definitely want to, con- I definitely want to reserve my top twenties for unique experiences, but, uh, I- I'm not going to hold this album, uh, to a fault if it, if it has up in my top 20 at any, at any point, but, uh, I'd say it's a recommendation. It's, a, it's, it's a good enough, good enough album. Yeah. That I think most people will enjoy it. If you want to see Nick Carter do his best, nothing, nowhere impression. That's what this <laughs> band is all about. <laughs> You are my fire. <laughs> He's got the Nick Carter 1999 haircut. This oh, is, Lord. Can no. young people like let bad haircuts die? I guess not. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, it's well, so gross. <laughs> I won't hold that against him too much, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I also checked out the, the self-titled, self-titled album. By the band Archetypes Collide. Uh, looks like they're kind of a moderately popular uh, hard rock band. Uh, my side, this is pretty good. This is just some melodic, uh, melodic hardcore, and uh, you've definitely heard this album before if you're a fan of that genre. But this is just some fine stuff. This was recommended to us over on Discord uh, as well. Um, but still, if you're a fan of that genre, like I said, I think you're just going to feel right at home. Uh, I think this is this isn't bad, but it's also not like amazing. So I'll just lump it in lump it in with the, that crowd nice little middle of the road so all the stuff i i didn't want to get stuck listening to this year yeah of the it's not bad but not amazing right like and then, then i'm listening to dead lakes being like well it's not bad but it's not amazing <laughs> yeah yeah but i think <laughs> i think dead lakes has a chance to be like a top 20 maybe. album of the year yeah okay. especially okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna give dead lakes like a break maybe re-listen to it in a couple of weeks uh, a couple of weeks maybe a couple of months and then see how i feel it feel out of them the same thing with archetypes okay. collide i think it's you know inoffensive band from it looks like they're a pretty young band too so hopefully both of these bands can take their sound and evolve into something a little bit more unique to stand out from the rest of the crowd uh and then i won't really say much on city and color the 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 love still held me near um i it sounded exactly like i expected it to sound so I dropped it. Right. I, I thought you gave it up like a couple weeks ago now. Yeah, it, but it sounded exactly like I, I expected. So, And it's so long. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. I, if you like that type of like singer-songwriter, indie folk stuff, and you're a big – and you're a super fan of Alexis on Fire, and you just absolutely need to hear everything Dallas Green has ever been on, check it out. Otherwise, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. You'll, probably, you'll probably hear it at a local coffee shop near you at some point, but don't worry about it. Okay. And what else? Anything else for for that week? We're moving uh, on to the seventh now. Well, let's. Oh, I can't remember when I listened to this stuff, but I think it was this past week. But let's move on to the seventh. Uh, let's see. I the only thing I really listened to was uh, Lights's Dead album, which is Pep Upside Down. These are the lo-fi, uh, the lo-fi <laughs> hip-hop beats to list to, to chill out to version of Pep songs. Uh, and one thing I think is very clever about this is that she also flipped the uh, the track listing. So the song "Grip," which oh. was the last track on the on on 
Pep is now the first track on on Dead and so on and so forth. Uh, so interesting. Uh, she didn't I, change it to Perg, right? Perg? Oh, that would have been <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucked. And then voices carry would have been Yurak. <laughs> or she just like turned them all over. I, I, that would have been really like, oh man, I got to turn my head over around to see what what track this is. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna give uh, Dead by Lights the award for the album that hurt my neck the most, 2023. Um, but no, uh, I, I'm I'm a huge Lights fan. Uh, this is, and, and I'm a big fan of like her remix albums. Uh, I would say this one is you could you could you could probably pass on this one. Like if you uh, just want to listen to some stuff to keep on the background while you're doing work or chores or just, you know, reading or something, I think this is a, probably a good album to do. Uh, but right. some of these, these songs, these re- go ahead. Yeah. These reimagining albums are, they just seem to be that all the time. I never like listened to one and I'm just like, man, I'm going to listen to this again. Mm-hmm. Like I've never said that in my entire life. I listened to it once. The, the it. acoustic version of Siberia is my favorite of those remixes that she does because some of those songs in Siberia, yeah, in in the version in the remix version that she did, become in my heart like the definitive version of those songs. I'm thinking of Cactus in the Valley, like that. The the acoustic yeah. version of that is so fucking good, and it reimagines the meaning of that song by making it a romantic duet with uh with Owl City. So. These, I say, you can. There's nothing right. here that, that I would, is never, that is never going to happen again. No matter who the artist is, like nobody, no, you're never going to hear a reimagining and be like, "Man, this is the version that needed to be on the album." I'm so excited about it. Yeah, nobody, I mean, my favorite, my favorite track on Pep was "Voices Carry," the second to last song. So the dead version of "Voices Carry" it, like stuck with me because that song is just now slower and sadder. Um, so. <laughs> I guess that's it. You know, you have songs like Okay, Okay, which is like an upbeat, like summer jam. And then the lo-fi beats version of that song is just so weird. (laughs) (laughs) And don't get me started on like Money in the Bag, like that that song where she's like trying to rob a bank in Pep. That song is bizarre (laughs) and dead. So you could probably skip this if you're you're a fan of Lights or whatever. I don't know. I recommend you could probably skip it. But I'm not... I'm not going to put this on my worst albums of the year. It's just kind of like a weird album, man. <laughs> and yeah, you listen to a bunch of other weird stuff too that I'd never heard of. Uh, yeah. So these are again just some recommendations because uh, for me, April seventh was a slow week. I also listened to uh, the Stay Here EP by the band Brave Weather, another band I've never heard of before. This is an album I really enjoyed. I think it was like a uh, again that, that that kind of middle of the road. Um, alternative emo screamo scene stuff just elevated slightly uh, i think this is i think this is doing that genre a service um but again it, it I, I was i would put it next to like the slaves out the the latin no not slaves what are they called now rain city drive the the rain city <laughs> drive yeah uh, what were they called they were just Rain City, right? And then they became Rain City Drive? Right. They okay. were in Rain City for longer than like four hours. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Deleted the <laughs> post. And then, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, I would put this next to the, the last Rain City Drive album as kind of like if you're looking to compare it to quality-wise. It's pretty good. Mm. Like the songs are the songs are catchy and enjoyable and the music, musicianship is slightly elevated. Uh, and then I listened to uh, Dancing in the Face of Danger 
by the band Exploring Birdsong. This is a this is a strange band to uh, describe because they are like a jazzy noir type of dark indie rock with female led vocals. Whoa, that's a lot of words. It's pi- <laughs> it's it's, it's piano driven. It's a piano driven jazz fusion indie rock band from England. I think that's the best I got. <laughs> <laughs> is it an EP or full length? Here? It's an EP. So it might be worth okay. just checking out if you're curious of what the sound is. Oh, like Emma Rose. We, we listened to the artist Emma Rose oh, early in the year. It's yeah. similar to that, but like with a fuller band sound. Oh, interesting. Okay. That was good. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, it might be worth checking out the, that, that EP. What, if was, you're... what was its name again? Her name? <laughs> so the band, <laughs> the bird exploring bird song not a great name i admit and the exploring ep is called dancing in the song. face of danger are they brand new um on spotify they have 5418 monthly listeners so okay either a very unknown artist or very new looks like a three piece yes dancing in the face of danger got it they had an ep in 2019 called the things <laughs> the thing with feathers oh the bird <laughs> i don't know also known as a bird <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe uh, um so that was from four years ago so that's interesting but yeah so it was decent it was it was an interesting listen. it's definitely unique i i don't know if i like it or not um it is but it's definitely an album that stands out um mm. I, I think some of the songs are a little stronger than the rest uh the first half i think is a little bit uh more enjoyable than the second half in my opinion but i think it's a unique album i think there's if you're looking for something that's kind of outside of the norm that kind of has elements of uh music that we listen to then maybe check this out uh but i i can't imagine this would be for everybody though all right, cool. Exploring Birdsong. So it's a couple other albums from April 7th, but I'll let you lead the way because I think you listen to these a lot more than I did, especially one EP. Right. <laughs> yes, did you listen to, to Rustin Kelly? I did not listen to Rustin Kelly because I've been okay. listening to other recommendations from our friends. Been listening to twenty minutes of Savage Hands. Twenty minutes of <laughs> Savage Hands, which is again going in a going in a direction. I think they're just trying something new, you know. So I feel like this is no longer country artist uh, Rustin Kelly. Now okay. it is. He, he's just his even his Wikipedia has been changed to just American singer songwriter because mm. there's very little to none country elements on the weakness. And holy moly. I mean, I, I, this, this album is all me all the way. It's like if you wanted, nice. if you wanted really good folk rock that Andy Hull made, because he sounds very much like Andy Hull. Mm-hmm. At times where I think Andy Hull is on the album because it sounds so much like him, um, then that's what the weakness by Rustin Kelly is. Um, it's dark. It's not as dark as Dying Star was. Um, and it's it's just some good stuff. Nice, dude. I I mean, overall, I think I gave it a nine out of twelve. Like I put it up there on on that nothing nowhere uh, scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's 
there's not too much else to say. It's just, it's just good music. And the, there's a few tracks towards the end that are kind of dinky. Um, and, and, and that's about it. It's, I, I think, I think you would enjoy this one. Okay. I do. So, yeah. I was um, definitely you, uh, waiting on, you know, your thoughts on it for sure. Cause you know, you, yeah. you and some of our friends on discord, it sounds like they didn't, it, it sounded didn't hit as well for them. The weakness. Did anybody say anything? Did, I believe did so. Say anything? Uh, I believe I so. I, I, I'd have to go back and uh, check out what they said, but it seems like it didn't really hit as hard. Okay. Well, I I enjoyed it for what it was, and yeah, the the, the opening track was really good. Um, there, the, the the Michael Keaton track I thought was really good, even though it's kind of like interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It's just an interesting song. Interesting and, and as that's in all like I can say about that. Interesting as like I don't know what to make of this. Exactly, exactly. It's it's very much a how do I put it? Because he's basically talking about like hanging out with a friend, but that friend is only talking about how sad he is that he broke up with his girlfriend, and so he's like just kind of annoyed by that. And then like the the whole chorus is just. Um, it's three thirty-five in the morning and I thought CBD wouldn't get me high, but now I'm wondering if Michael Keaton killed himself in, in multiplicity, would that be genocide? <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't matter cause I'm high. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a really bizarre song, but I ended up really liking it by the end of the week. <laughs> Dude, you, you sold me. You sold me. That right. sounds like a very interesting premise. Are, are, are all of the songs kind of like interesting like that? Or is that just the one kind of outlier? I mean, I think that's like the the most poppy song on the album. The rest of it is kind of just slow, folky kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting listen. Listen, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. All right, well, no, I'm, gonna, I didn't... I'm gonna add it to my list for this week since I've got uh, nothing but Metallica. <laughs> I'm not listening to Metallica. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, that's right. Daniel did say Rustin Kelly was fine, but nothing really jumped out to me. But you know. I guess that's not his scene. So I don't know what Thomas thought. Um, but because you didn't refute him, I assumed that you agreed. (laughs) Oh, I I actually didn't see his post until right now. Ah, (laughs) I I got jumbled in with all of the discussion about Ticketmaster that you guys went into. So (laughs) that's okay. Ticketmaster is an evil, evil corporation. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll definitely check out the, the weakness by Rustin Kelly and uh, give, give, give that a listen. I mean, do you need to hear the other albums to get a, an understanding of him? I don't know. Like, this is definitely the the least country of the other two, even though the other two aren't super duper country. Well, that might so, be um, a great gateway for those of us who don't like country and struggle maybe, to get into uh, genres like dark country. You know? Yeah, I, I've definitely put it on a on a onward, etc. What's his new name? Age Birch. Age Birch. It's, it's in that vein. It's in that that gotcha. kind of slow, folky kind of country kind of way. That's exactly like that's that's the name I've been meaning to bring up to describe him. But gotcha. that's exactly what he gotcha. said. Well, speaking of country music, so, oh, Savage Hands, <laughs> Savage Hands with their new EP, Rock Bottom. Now, this is a this is definitely a strange one, you know. Uh, and I think even the lead singer, friend of the show, uh, has gone on Twitter and you know 
and, and Instagram and social media because of the confusion of the lead single Angel Dust, which is the first track on this this album. I think he was trying to reassure people to like, hey, we're not really going in this direction going forward. This is just something we want to try out. That's what I thought. And then I heard that song and I was just like, well, this seems like a logical step for this band. Like there wasn't anything bizarre about that song. It just wasn't a good song. Excuse me? This is a logical step for this band? <laughs> How did you get that from the truth it, in your eyes? There was there it just seemed like a not good Savage Hands song. <laughs> it didn't seem like, oh wow, they, they're changing, they're experimenting. Like there's nothing. It was just a normal rock song that wasn't very good. <laughs> I guess, but it's like, you know, you go from like a scene band, right? From like the truth in your eyes and even like the barely alive uh, barely alive. Uh, was that an EP or an EP. album? Yeah, from before. Yeah, EP. And you know, I this sounds like a completely different band. Like I, I, I wouldn't guess if you showed me the song Angel Dust after listening to The Truth in Your Eyes, it'd be like, I don't know who's this Red State <laughs> band that's opening for <laughs> Trapped right now. Maybe. Um, eh, for me, it just sounded kind of like generic rock music that I wasn't too excited about. Yeah, I wonder if they're just trying to homage like music that they listened to back in the day, or maybe they're maybe music that they're that was popular when they were young or something, or maybe they are just trying to like break into a more mainstream sound. I don't know. I don't know because it doesn't even sound like it's more mainstream than than the last album was. Like that one seemed fairly mainstream. I I thought. I, I think this could fit in with like a serious rock band type of sound. You know, kind of like it where, just, um, like Escape the Fate is trying to break into, like that kind of like, maybe. yeah, that kind of like hard rock homage type of sound with with a little bit of an Americana twang. I don't know. I just would never expect a, a band like Savage Hands to put out an EP like this. So it, it, but it does sound like from everything that he said online to help reassure fans, like we're not necessarily going to sound like this going forward. We just want to try this out. So it's a nice Maybe. little experimentation, I guess. But if you're if you're looking for a follow up to the truth in your eyes, maybe just wait. It's questionable. I did like the song "Smile," the 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 last song on mm-hmm. the EP. I know that one's a good one, and there was like two others that I thought were okay. I just you know, "Angel Dust" and I think "Halo." I was just like, well, these songs are just not doing it for me. The other mm-hmm. ones are just like okay, normal rock songs. Cool. Would you want what a, else you got for me? <laughs> would you want a full length of this? I'd, I'd be frightened if okay. we were at full length. Okay, Cause gotcha. Because there, there's some really standout tracks on that last album, and these ones were not anywhere close to that. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Smile was a pretty good song. I yeah. I, I mean, there's there, there's something to this. I'm not a fan, um, but uh, hey, if they just want to experiment and like stretch their creativity, like, yo, good on them. And I hope that they, I hope that they learned something valuable from creating songs like this and whatever they find out in the future. I hope that, I hope that they continue to stretch their legs because the, the worst thing the band can do is just be derivative and just make the same boring album over and over again. Right. So yeah, I, I hope, I hope, I hope they got whatever they needed to get out, out of uh, recording these songs and we'll, we'll still keep them. We'll still keep them on our radar and uh, check out their of music course. going forward. We, we have to. Because we got nothing else to listen to, we're running out of albums. What are you talking about? Seventy-two seasons <laughs> by Metallica oh, no. just came out. Not for me, baby. Not for me. <laughs> Not touching Mike it told at me all. a great story. Mike went to a record store, and there's tons and tons of 
vinyl records of 72 <laughs> seasons nobody was purchasing <laughs> no, which is amazing. amazing but your wife made a point too maybe they were just restocking because the shelves were oh. just empty because of the, the oh, yes. high demand because when you look back brain. to 1991 and people waiting out outside of their local record store at midnight hold, holding up their black album lp mm -hmm. and just being like Bleh! um that to hear your story now like that's what they were doing just sitting in the back of a closet somewhere in a record store that's that's just it's it's pretty sad yeah and you know i'm not gonna like dunk on metallica you know we both did our deep dives on them and like you know they they, yes. they definitely had their heyday they definitely were the the grandfathers of like what hard rock and heavy metal are today uh some of yes. those albums still fuck and still like continue yes. to be as great as they were back in the 90s and 80s as well um but this we're, we're moving on this yeah. is the first one i'm not listening to and it feels weird it feels very bizarre yeah i wonder who this is for though is it just for people who are still hanger-ons i guess i i really don't know I, I i'm sure it'll go to number one like they always do yeah um but I, I feel like only people older than me would be listening to this at this point. Mm. Like if you're if, super if you're 50 and up. Yeah. And you love Metallica when you were a teenager and you stuck it out with them. But I doubt it. <laughs> There's not too many of them hanging on at this point. Yeah. You and know, I, rocking I, with these guys in their 60s. And you never hear like good things about like longtime fans, especially, you know, legacy bands like this. Every time they come out with a new album, they're always like, oh, this sucks, you know. Or it's always like hmm. they're just they're just gonna listen to the black album again. They're just gonna listen right. to you know the classics, Master of Puppets, Master of Puppets. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. Exactly. Gonna skip it and reload. Don't forget about reload. Everybody loves reload. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what anyway, do we, what do we uh, got, <laughs> what do we got coming up here? We got some more uh, some I got, highlights. I got stuff. Oh, that's right. Because I got nothing for the for the 14th. So I'm, I'm just doing my further deep dive into the deer hunter saga of, yeah. uh, of, of the teen years. Here. There were some other stuff that so, you've been checking out as well, but uh, so let's, let's talk about that. We got, you got migrant so, yeah. by the deer hunter. Migrant by the deer hunter, which came out in 2013 after the whole color spectrum thing. Um, I, so I just was like, I'm going to just jump into it. I don't know what to expect. It's not about anything. It's not about anybody. It might be about Casey crustacean, but, it, but I don't know. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a pretty good album. The first three tracks are long and not good, mm. but the rest of it is okay. And then I, I got the three extra iTunes bonus tracks on my, on my streaming service. And I thought those three tracks really helped out the album a lot because like the standard edition of this album was like a six out of 12, but then, you know, a nine out of 15 sounds a lot better. It does. Right. <laughs> um, but then you have to just go into it of like, okay, I'm, I'm not looking for a story. This is just like normal songs. It's not as experimental with the music. Mm. It's not as outside the box, but again, some of the songs are enjoyable to listen to. So it, it was all right. I didn't hate it. But it definitely was not where they go with Act Four two years after. But it seems like something that they kind of needed to do after the heavy emotional toll that probably was Acts One through Three. Yeah. And then the color spectrum thing is a whole bizarre breakdown, which you haven't one touched is, yet, right? 
I, I've started the first three oh, okay. EPs of the nine. So, and each EP is technically a different genre of music. Hmm. So, so this was all 2011 where it's like they did these nine EPs and then 2013 was migrant. So I was thinking like, Oh man, like, that's going to be such a palate cleanser right there going into migrant, but you know, migrant is okay. It's not, it's not the end of the, it's not the greatest thing ever, but it's okay. So I'm listening to the black EP, the red EP and the orange EP. And what and genres are those? Music? Would you say, <laughs> um, let me look them up because I don't hear the genres at all. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. For me, these all kind of sound like the same kind of rock EPs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're all between 13 and 20 minutes each. So it's not that crazy long, which is great as well. So the black EP is supposed to be industrial rock and alternative rock, which I listened to it expecting like a nine inch nails kind of thing, but it's not, it's, it's, it's more like, darker tones lyrically Mm. but musically you know i guess it could be considered dark if you if you want to say like smashing pumpkins or dark that's kind of like that that level of darkness like dark tones (laughs) yes tones and then the red ep is the grunge album which you i I listened to that and i'm like okay i could kind of hear some grungy elements to it um and then the orange ep is blues rock and hard rock so, so, so that me, sounds like three completely different genres, but for you, that right. they just kind of blend together. Because because I listen, I, I I queue up the EPs to kind of go one by one by one. Yeah, and for me, it sounds like it could just be an album. Like there's twelve songs right there; they're all four tracks each. It sounds like it just could be a good a, a, an album by itself that yeah. just happens to sound a little bit different. It's not like drastic changes. With how unique this that. band's music is, like. I can imagine right. trying to sparse out because even, even like in just one song, like they touch upon like maybe six or seven genres altogether. Right. So they try to like right. p- do an EP of like, Oh, this is their industrial stuff. This is our grunge stuff. This is our fucking orchestral blues, blues rock shit. But like, right. Yeah. That, that sounds like it wouldn't separate as well as it, it, it probably imagines that it would on paper. Right. Because like the next like the next EP is psychedelic and pop rock, the one after that is folk and country, and then the one after that is soft rock and experimental rock. So I feel like those three will be interesting to kind of listen to, and then after that you got electronic rock, and then that EP after that is baroque pop, and then the one after that is alternative and progressive rock. So baroque pop, that's like you know eaten into the uh, panic of the disco. Right. That's like act one through three at that point and beyond. So I just figured like, okay, these are all like interesting ways of, of of just continuing to do interesting things that this band always does. So I'm just going to take it three EPs at a time over the next three weeks. Cause listening to the full two and a half hours all at once sounds pointless. (laughs) So I would get so bored of that after I'm looking (laughs) at the track listing of the album, the color spectrum, and it looks like it's just like one song, one or two songs from like each of the EPs. Yeah. And I couldn't find that kind of standard release, Mm. which is just like a mix, a mixture of all of them for 11 tracks. So that's why I decided to just take one EP at a time. Interesting. Okay. That's, that's the casual version of uh, of this project. (laughs) And that's what I thought. I'd listen to that first and decide if I wanted to go further. But it's like, well, 
I don't want to listen to it on YouTube that way. Like, might as well just do it. This I guess way. you so could build fine. your. I guess that's you could build yourself a playlist since you have the track listing online. You can just build a playlist of all of these songs and then listen to it that way. Maybe I could, but I'm not gonna. That's okay. you've already started. <laughs> you might as well just. I've already started. On. Yes. So I'm listening to those three EPs as well as the 2022 album, Antimai, mm. which is the beginning of the space odyssey psychedelic story of whatever the next saga is here claudio the sanchez is like knocking on his door <laughs> yeah. be like hey hey bitch <laughs> right so this is only eight tracks but it is 50 minutes long so well then. but there's a lot there but you can tell just only four listens in now like there there's a story going on here that i'll have fun di- di- dissecting from lyric genius I hope it's fun because <laughs> it might be terrible, um, but it, it seems interesting. All right. So I'll just keep going on there. And it's great because track one is, is titled like, like it's number eight and then it goes number seven, number six, number five, like it's a countdown. So mm. it's like, all you have to do is look, look at the track that you're on to know how many more songs you have left in Good the point. album. Yeah. <laughs> I wish so every, like, every album would do that. Right. I'm a busy right, man. Be... All right. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be doing that this week. Um, and then there's a few other scattered EPs that they did that I will probably jump into at some point. Um, it's great to hear yeah, that you're like see. you're still enjoying the, the the deer hunter as you know as much yeah. as you are listening to the acts because I, I had to go and figure out where act four and five kind of fit into my end of the year lists for 2015 and 16 and i was mm-hmm. just like these are so freaking good nice <laughs> dude I, I hope that you will enjoy them when you get there at some point well and i was I thinking think because there was something oh, yeah. that you scolded me on like a couple of weeks ago and oh. that was like uh Hey Mike, when you you keep saying that you're gonna get into Taylor Swift's music, is oh, that's it, right? Is it time? Do you think? I I, I thought about that more because I had great remorse after discussing that with you last week at Easter. This is what Mike and I do at Easter when we, we just talk be about Taylor about Jesus. Swift. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna wait until you start this. And I am, I'm not going to jump in okay. until you tell me there's an album to jump in on. <laughs> okay. And that was something that was worn to me by our friend Daniel, who is genuinely right. a fan of Taylor Swift's music. More more her later stuff than her earlier pop, popular stuff, because she kind of dips especially, into like folk rock eventually. Especially because the albums are so long. Yep. It's not just like, oh, I'll put on like a quick 40-minute album and get a feel for Taylor Swift. It's just like, no, you're joining me in the 67-minute journey. <laughs> Like Jim Steinman edition, which you know it's not going to be that good. No, you, just, you no. already know that. <laughs> I am absolutely not going to be uh, jumping into those special editions or extended edition albums. I'm just going to get the standard ones because from everything that I'm hearing, even like what my wife is telling me, who's listened to her music too, like like the earlier stuff is can get rough. Like it's it is what it is. It's like you know it's written to be super popular you know, a radio pop for, every, you know, something that everybody can enjoy. But um, yeah, so I, I've been warned. So I'm just going to be look seeking out the standard editions for every single one. And for mm-hmm. like the Taylor editions, I'm probably just going to listen to those, uh, those re-recordings mm-hmm. that she did to get the masters back. It's a long story. I'll 
probably yes. describe it later for people who don't know. Um, <laughs> and it's not like it's just a quick four or five albums. I mean, it's 10 albums at the same time. So yep. this is Nickelback levels of commitment mm-hmm. that you have to kind of like jump into. So I, I wasn't ready. I just hope we have this. a better time with her music than we <laughs> yeah. do Nickelback's. Like how many, how many times do we have to listen to her? Like talk about so looking so pretty <laughs> being in someone's mouth. Right. Or Ew. having somebody in her mouth. I that's, mean, like, it's just, there's layers upon layers that yep. it can go on. I'm so frightened. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm in no rush. And if I went my whole life without listening to any albums by her, I'd be totally fine with that. No regrets. So I'm just going to wait until Mike, <laughs> okay. the, the number one music critic I trust, <laughs> tells me this is a good Taylor Swift album. I'm going to start this week. All right. I'm going to start okay. at album number okay. one, the country album. And I'm just going to go from there. I know our friend Daniel has said like, hey, just listen to like Folklore, which is one of the uh, shadow dropped albums for 2020, I think it was. And just and go backwards from there. But no, nah, dude, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm creator's intent. <laughs> I'm going I'm going from album one. <laughs> this is the Zack Snyder Justice League ver- version. The of ultimate the edition. Discography. Exactly. All yes. four hours of Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. Watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, we got some heavy hitters coming out this Friday, though, that I'm pretty excited about. I know. Uh, As Everything Unfolds, a band that, uh, you know, they had an EP out recently. Uh, and this is their new album, Ultraviolet, that uh, is getting a lot of hype, a lot of buzz surrounding it. So I'm excited to check that one out. We've got uh, Enter Shikari, A Kiss for the Ooh. Whole World, one of our favorite bands. Uh, they got their new album that coming was... out this Friday. That was announced a while ago, and yeah. I don't remember any reactions to singles, if anybody's listened to them. Uh, I believe your friends on Discord did, including me. Okay. Uh, and yes. the song that I listened to, Fucks, and uh, and Don't Hold Me to That, because it's been a while, like Adam said, so I need to re-listen <laughs> to that song just to make sure. Yeah. But I'm really excited about this album. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Adam, you're going to be checking out the uh, Atom... Act three, by three. Smash Puppy? Act three. Might as well finish out the journey. Go, I'll go back and listen to the other two this week just to remind myself. Um, act two was better than act one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping act three, at coming in at like 53 minutes, I think it is. Um, I'm hoping that that one is good. Yeah. 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 So, I, let, so I, let me I, know. I, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of act one. Uh, so I just kind of let you right. listen to act two and three and then report back once the whole trilogy is done. Uh, so yeah, right. excited to hear what you have to say about that. Uh, and then right. uh, we got a rare, excuse me, Tuesday release on April 25th uh, coming up. Mm. Uh, the the Doom and Gloom Sessions by Spanish Love Songs. So this is an EP of covers that of songs that they really like uh, that they're going to be putting out uh, in in uh, anticipation for new music coming out later this year. So someday. Well, someday they've announced like they have they have new music that's written and they're going to go into the studio, but they're going to put this out as a way to kind of like wet people's appetite, so to speak. So those of you who put, okay. you know, uh, in, in our skinny draft, those of you who put Spanish love songs, yo, you're, get, you're getting like a you're getting a healthy amount of uh, that, tracks. Does that count? Does that count if they're just covers? I don't remember. We have no rules against re, <laughs> re or uh, newly recorded covers. Hmm. So this counts okay, as an album, I believe. Sense. But if you have any right. uh, objections, take it up with the council, I guess. Okay, well, that's right. I had Inter Shikari on my picks list. Yeah, I? you did. Interesting. So cool. good pick on All you, right. my friend. I don't remember how many tracks are on that album. I think it was only twelve. I'll look it up. But that's fine. That's fine. Healthy twelve. I'm beating you. I'm beating you so badly. Are you, Adam? But I really are need you? my dog to die. 
I need how, my dog to. How many bets have you won so far? <laughs> how many bets has Mike won so far? I mean, technically, some could say you've had one. Oh yes, sir. I, some I don't know could about the say nin- the the Nintendo announcement. Yeah, I don't keep up no, with that's that. Uh, I'll but. let everybody know when 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 bets come to fruition. But uh, so far, it's looking like yeah. there's an AI band out there that. Uh, at, and and, and the, I, the ironic thing is, like Adam's the one who brought it to our attention. So if he like shut up and like didn't say anything, nobody would have known. Maybe would have yeah, known because it's <laughs> extremely popular. Yeah, I, I know. Interesting, right? I know. We'll get to that when we get to that, Adam. <laughs> I guess one more well, yes, thing. You have. Uh, you've also been checking out Alt. Oh, that's right. I did listen to that Alt EP, and I really, really enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to that band's full length. Yeah, what an interesting uh, in band, right? Yeah, very cool stuff. Um, definitely the Boston Manor port noir vibe yeah. to them. Um, the, 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 it's like the genre of, hey, we listen to Welcome to the Neighborhood and we need to have more bands that sound like that. And yeah. This seems to be the fruition of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought I gave it like a six out of seven. Yeah, this really is their uh, 2020 EP. EP Dysfunctional. It's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely yeah. great. Yeah, what, 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 a, what a pleasant surprise. Uh, but yeah, their, their upcoming album, uh, Abeyance. 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 Coming out in June, June 16th. 16th. Yep. Man, it's going to be a good month when that June rolls around. Yeah, Paris, Looking baby. To it. That's, oh, that, July, that's July. Right? I'm sorry. <laughs> Trophy, Trophy eyes. eyes. Yeah. Man. What's your anticipation well, you on go. that? I know you're worried Ooh, because of the um, Australian dream. <laughs> How long ago was that album now? 2019? 2018? 18? I think it was 18. My God. Man, that's that's a long time. So they got a lot to live up to here, Trophy Eyes. Mm. I'm watching you. <laughs> Their Trophy Eyes are watching <laughs> you too. Maybe they are. But remember, but anyway, we are good. Chemical Miracle. Never forget. I know. So don't forget, everybody, oiling your face is a good thing. Um, <laughs> refer back to the beginning of the podcast for mm-hmm. more tips on oils and skin. And if you're disappointed. Is, especially as you age, as you age. <laughs> but <laughs> you can't Adam, just listen to nothing nowhere and, and defy your age forever like I do. <laughs> if I just keep listening to emo rap, will I just continue to age backwards or do I need to take care of my skin? Apparently, that's not going to happen. Skin knows, skin ages. <laughs> so those of you who somebody, clicked on the skinny some, with Mike and Adam because you thought that we were a skincare po- uh, podcast, we, we apologize. We apologize. <laughs> anyway. So that'll do it for week. us, right? Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, thank you for checking out uh, Void Eternal or go check it out if you haven't already. It's a, it's a great album. And I think even if you don't know Nothing Nowhere's music, this is a great introduction to his music because this album's a great way that he blends everything that he's touched so far into a nice a one nice cohesive uh 40 something minutes so uh yeah for my co-host adam i am your co-host mike and like we say oh my gosh when our skin is so soft and smooth dude, but it, it doesn't make my skin oily no it's not oily it's just smooth smooth mm. like baby butt so tune in next week for more skincare recommendations 